0: UCLA alumni and discover the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm your host, Katie Russo, and today I'm excited to be joined by Paul Viviano, President and CEO of Children's Hospital Los Angeles, who's been in this role since 2015. Prior to this, he served as the CEO of UC San Diego Health System and Vice Chancellor of UCSD Health Sciences. Before UCSD, he was board chairman and CEO of Alliance Healthcare Services and previously president and CEO of USC University Hospital and USC Norris Cancer Hospital. Viviano now serves in leadership capacities on various community and healthcare organizations. He's chairman of the Board of Directors for the California Children's Hospital Association and a member of the Children's Hospital Association, where he serves on the Public Policy Committee and as chair of CEO National Advisory Committee. Paul also serves as chairman of the Board of Trustees at Loyola Marymount University. He was named a 2016 Leader of Today honoree by the Health Policy and Management Alumni Association of the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health and one of the LA 500. LA's most influential in 2018 and 2017 by the Los Angeles Business Journal. He's also the incoming president of the Fielding School of Public Health Policy and Management Alumni Association Board of Directors. Paul holds a bachelor's degree from UC Santa Barbara and a master's degree in public administration and public health from UCLA. Paul, welcome to Bruin Success. Thank you so much for hosting us at Children's Hospital LA and taking the time for a conversation with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Katie. It's wonderful to host you here.
0: Thank you. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about Children's Hospital Los Angeles and what does a day in the life look like for you as president and CEO of a leading children's hospital?
1: So Children's Hospital Los Angeles was founded in 1901 um, based on a mission of creating hope and building healthier futures for children. And by that, we mean we're an academic medical center. We provide world-class clinical care. Ranked number five in the country. Wow! Um, seven, seven of our seven of the ten programs that are ranked by U.S. News and World Report are in the top ten. All of our programs are ranked in the in the top um, top fifteen. Wow! Um, last year, we treated more than five hundred thousand children here at That's Children's Amazing. Hospital Los Angeles. So wow. we're, we're one of the largest children's hospitals in the country. So ranked number five clinically. Um, From a research perspective, we're ranked number six nationally in terms of research revenue derived from the NIH and other other funding sources. And we have some of the largest training programs for medical residents and medical fellows in the entire country. So we have about 120 uh, general pediatric residents and about 250 fellows training to become um, pediatric subspecialists. And the thing that makes this organization so unique is in addition to all those things, we're a safety net provider. Mm-hmm. So about 75% of our patients are Medi-Cal. And so we have this longstanding tradition well over a century of we're not, we're never going to turn anybody away yeah. regardless of their immigration status, wow. regardless of their financial class. And it's not just, we're going to take care of you today in our emergency department, we're going to take care of you until you're 18. No oh, questions amazing. asked. But if you have no resources, we are going to provide care for you and your family. it's a very unique place. Yeah, it's a very special wow. organization. So I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to, to work in such a special organization.
0: Right, right. And um, what do you think at, right now, what do you think are the most pressing issue in medicine or health care um, and kind of in that same vein, what are some of the top priorities for your hospital to kind of move the needle forward in the healthcare world?
1: So there are more challenges than you can possibly imagine <laughs> right. in healthcare today, and, and yeah. some of them pertain specifically to pediatric care and children's hospitals. Some of course are for, far broader. Sure. I think we're we're in a public policy debate about affordability of healthcare. Yeah. Who should pay for it? Whether if it's a right. Yeah. It. It's a good that should be acquired like anything else, and so we we you know we feel that pressure as, as healthcare providers, and again we're we have we have a special mission, but it, it there's a lot of tension associated with it yeah, because sure. our our business model relies on philanthropic support from the community, yeah. And so we're blessed to have that support, but again the, the, these are these are difficult. Um, Elements that, and we see a we see a component of it. But there's a national debate raging about this right, right now. You yeah. hear about it in the context of Medicare for all. You hear about it in, in restructuring the Medicaid program, MediCal here in California. So there's there's a lot of a, a lot of push and pull in in the industry right now, and and so you know we we try to focus on providing world class care, right. support to families. Um, doing research to develop new treatments and new cures. And that brings a lot of great opportunity for new treatments for things that that weren't curable a few years ago. But that also then brings an enormous cost implication. We have, believe it or not, in our drug formulary, so that's like the list of drugs we have in our pharmacy, we have about 20 medications that cost more than $400,000 per dose.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And they're life-changing, transformative
0: yeah. and
1: who in the world can afford to pay right. for oh, that wow. and so again that's just one little tiny microcosm yeah, of, right. of pricing pressure yeah. and the pressure of healthcare costs and and so we're again we're, we're in a special unique position because we do focus just on children but these problems are the same for any hospital any, any yeah. physician any medical group just in a slightly different context
0: sure sure wow that's Yeah, crazy to think about, like you said, just one Mm -hmm. small portion of the cost that um, you encounter in trying to make sure people can access um, affordable health care. So I'm curious, too, in working um, somewhere like a children's hospital um, in such an emotionally charged uh, workplace and work environment, how do you maintain um, composure and professionalism to be able to make the best decisions for the hospital um, as president ceo but also for the patients yeah.
1: so the, the most you know it's
0: not easy question i'm sorry
1: none of it's easy <laughs> for sure but uh, you know the, the most important thing we do as leaders is allocate resources and so how much goes into training how much goes into clinical care how much goes to research how much goes to new salaries how much goes to capital yeah. all those kinds of things so we work closely with the board and we have we have a, a, sure. you know, a management team and so this resilience in healthcare care is, is really an important thing because there are so many challenges every day. Yeah. And so we, we take great pride in not very far from my office, but just a few steps from here. Yeah. You can see our mission at work. You can see families that we're impacting, children right. that otherwise wouldn't receive care. And so it's inspiring and it's energizing. Yeah. And it's also challenging um, in, in, in that... Some of the children that come here do have incurable diseases. And so right. we struggle with how to support families during what can be, without doubt, their darkest hour right. of their entire life. And so it, it's a balance to make sure we have resources to help support families in those circumstances as well. But you know, no one really chooses to be at a children's hospital as a patient. Yeah. Thank God we're here.
0: Right, absolutely. That,
1: that the clinical capabilities are so um, astounding yeah. and so transformative, and it's a challenge in the same vein that it's a balance um, that we have to strike every day, because we have to make sure we're here tomorrow for right. a family that needs us, right. no matter what happens today. Yeah. And so it, it's it's um, the, the, this resilience, this this sense of how do, how do I how, how do I um, overcome these moment to moment and yeah. day to day challenges make sure we we lead with optimism that we're here and that that we're presenting the best kind of care for families and and for these young patients no matter what
0: right yeah definitely well and it lead with optimism it's clear you're brewing from from that as well (laughs) um, having that positive outlook and optimism and when looking at tough situations yes um I'm curious to um, what do you think uh, the role of technology plays in medicine? and I, i'm also wondering, do you think there's a time when um, too much technology can be involved in medicine? Is that possible? I'm just curious your thoughts as it continues to advance um, what that looks like for you. Yeah.
1: So every day, you know here as, as a research institution, as an academic medical center, we 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 face the technology, and we we bref- briefly referenced the cost of right. pharmaceuticals the same kind of extrapolation can happen with other with other technologies and so um, you know gene therapy um, a, a, a very recent development yeah. we we're involved in several trials and um, we have more more children on clinical trials than any uh, for cancer care in oh, wow. any hospital in the united states by far and so there's, you know, there's technology involved with CAR T cell therapies. Who manufactures oh, sure. the, the the capability to do that? We have that capacity. We're coming close to not having more capacity, so we're going to have to make investments. And these are these are tough choices. Um, there are lots of other technological um, considerations that we have every day around more robots um, right. and other. Um, other AI kinds of opportunities that we have, how much do you invest in them um, for radiology, for for diagnostic imaging, for a whole host of considerations, and the investments in in information technology, which allows for the fast evaluation of these mega sets of data can translate into better care, but those are really significant investments. So I'm not sure I'm answering your question directly about can you ever have too much, it's really how much you can afford. You never have enough resources to afford it all. So you have to kind of prioritize and hopefully pick the ones that do provide the the, the, the most impact and and the best value for the investment.
0: Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. So of course, UCLA medicine is, you know, one of the top medical programs in the country and medicine and healthcare is such a um, competitive field to get into, not only for school, but also for career and, and placement um, for residents and things like that. What, what advice would you give to students that are on kind of the pre-med or health track um, for, you know, advice for pursuing that route? And also I'm curious, like, what are those things you look for in those top tier doctors that you hire here at your hospital? Yeah.
1: So my, my advice to people who are considering a career in, in medicine, if, if, if you're actually thinking about being a clinician... I'm going to follow your heart. And mm-hmm. if it's really something that you feel passionate about, by all means, you should embrace it. And, you know, t- whatever path is available to you right. to take advantage of that, you should pursue it. And it's not because it's particularly enriching, like a career in medicine might have been 25 years ago. Yeah. It's because of the, the love of what you do. And, and so I'm, I'm encouraging of it. It's, it's not as easy as it used to be either. And so having having a well-rounded undergraduate education as well as a a medical school experience that does allow you to make sure you understand about the compassion necessary to be a successful physician, to understand that there are business elements to medicine that are particularly important that, again, weren't factors in how you practice medicine 25 years ago that are today. Not judgmental, but you, right. should, you should know about what those forces are, because now medicine is about a fifth of the of, of the national economy, yeah. a fifth of the wow. of the gross domestic product, and so there are a lot of political and economic forces that you should be aware of as you think about becoming yeah, becoming sure. a, a, a clinician, um, and and so what, what we look for in leaders. Um, and so that's kind of fast forward. Yeah. Um, are you know the, the definition of, of a leader is someone's gonna follow you. And so there, there are lots of things you need to be you need to master. Right. The economics of how to be a leader, the 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 compassionate component of it, the research component of it. I mean you need to be kind of a full full service leader and Like most organizations today, Children's Hospital Los Angeles has a real focus on diversity and equity and inclusion, um, which is an important part of of, of medicine, um, on cultural sensitivities um, to make sure that we can treat the very diverse population in Los Angeles. It's one of the things that makes L.A. so special. Also makes it a challenge to make sure you have the right language, the the right sensitivity to optimize the opportunity to help patients and yeah. heal and their family support that so the the, the leadership capabilities are, are are across a wide continuum um focused on listening and communicating and sometimes convincing and some, sure. some, sometimes <laughs> developing solutions being creative yeah being innovative in healthcare today is really an important consideration so all those things kind of go into leadership right um, responsibilities
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's um great advice and it's a great I think consideration for students to think about not only like you said being well-rounded in their undergraduate mm-hmm. career but also in, during medical school making sure that you're not doing just only well All in right. classes mm-hmm. but outside of the class right. what are those internships or fellowships mm-hmm. or research that you're doing that um, you know shows on your resume and you can sure. you know, speak to those experiences. Yeah, it's great it's, you
1: know it's great if you're great at chemistry or whatever you know yeah. no judgment but um, you know unless you're going to go into one of the really narrow um, fields of of subspecialty care or, um, or or research, you can interface with patients and families, yeah. and that interface becomes very important. And so, absolutely. being being well rounded, um, having having a sense of compassion is is um, you know, part of our all of so our important. responsibilities. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. Um, so, on the administration and management side of healthcare, what's been um, in your career so far, what's been the most unexpected or surprising challenge that you faced?
1: How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I think that there are lots of answers. I, I think that the complexity of reimbursement revenue streams for healthcare providers has been Probably mm. the most dramatic change from a from an administrative standpoint, and so it used to be a pretty straightforward. You know, Medicare would pay you a certain amount, Medicaid would pay you a different amount, health plans would pay you a third amount. It is so nuanced and so compl- complicated, and there's so many different revenue elements to the revenue stream that you really have to you really have to make sure you understand the implications yeah. of everything that you do. From a, from a negotiating standpoint to receive that revenue to optimize what you get, but also from a cost perspective, how do you use those really expensive yeah. drugs? When do you use them? When, right. do, you, when do you get approvals? Um, so the complexity of what we do from a, from a business standpoint, I think, again, for administratively, has probably been the, the biggest evolution. Yeah. And so it used to be you know a real small department at, at, at a hospital or, or, or a health system um, to do negotiating health plans, to billing and collecting the yeah. revenue cycle. Yeah. Now enormous Huge, departments sure. and yeah. you know, all kinds of implications, and literally the difference between you having enough cash flow to grow and thrive and uh, or not. Right. And so it's it's often overlooked. You can provide great care, and if you're not if you're not billing effectively, collecting the resources that are due to you, you can find yourself in trouble. So. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's a big, it's a big part of what we do. And again, the evolution of how complicated it that is is yeah. pretty, pretty noteworthy.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, I can only imagine, um, having to kind of navigate that, mm-hmm. that landscape. Um, so on the, the flip side of the coin and going back to kind of the optimistic mm-hmm. side, what's been, um, the greatest accomplishment in your career so far for well, you?
1: Stay tuned. I don't know what that, <laughs> what that's going to be, but, um, um, you know I, I think that here at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, I, I think that the the creation of a strategic plan that was inclusive, nurses, doctors, the community health plans, you know other other children's hospitals. Yeah. we we developed a plan that was really inclusive three years ago or so, and we set out to accomplish the elements of that plan around growth, about building powerhouse programs, about Using our resources more efficiently, we've accomplished most of that, and so I think that that I think we've seen our market share grow from about 26 percent to about 33 percent over that period of time. Uh Doesn't sound like much, but there are two and a half million children that live in LA County. Yeah. So, um, assuming that more responsibility and care has been a big, big leap forward for us, and. You know, this is a very unique market. There are, there are well more than 100 hospitals in LA County that provide services to children, acute hospitals, and it's probably not the optimal place places to get care. Some of those places aren't yeah. the optimal places to get yeah. care for children. So to grow and to expand our footprint so that we can care for more children is kind of been the element of that so we're in the process now we're going to refresh the strategic plan and update okay. and figure out more ways yeah. to grow right and to help help care for more children
0: oh that's great that's really great so my last question for you is since leaving ucla how have your experiences shaped how you define success and what it means to you
1: well you know success is um you know it's in the eye of the beholder and so um having an impact on the community to, to improve the health of the community is I think the essence of what we all do in healthcare. And I think as, as you know, the decades roll on after you, you, know, you have, you've had this fantastic educational experience at, right. at, at, for me at UCLA, you learn so much and have generate connections and, and um, you know, set, set your career kind of in motion. Um, as you look back and think, okay, how, how how did we impact the health of the community? Are our children healthier? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's our you know kind of our current focus in previous job settings. You know, did we improve yeah. the health of whomever, cancer patients, whatever the, the focus might be? Not only did we care for them while they were here, but did we improve their life and the community oh, that we yeah. all reside yeah. in? Is kind of the the, the the lofty goal. So we strive for that every day here. How do we Help um, help children that have diabetes that aren't necessarily our patients, but about forty percent of the children that live in LA County are either diabetic or pre-diabetic, oh. and so that's shocking.
0: Right, um, right. And
1: so how do how do we how do we sort of focus on improving their health so they can avoid having to be a patient at a place like Children's Hospital yeah. or any place for that matter? So how do we how do we improve the health has really become kind of that kind of that focus and. Never-ending, never-ending quest because the needs are so overwhelming.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: But but it's inspiring and it's it's gratifying to think about helping children um, have the opportunity to 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 live a a productive life, to um, to have the joy of of having a family, to having a productive job, to to being a member of society that. Their, that previously their medical condition might not have allowed right, them to, to achieve. So it was very gratifying work in that respect. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I can only imagine, and I think it's it's amazing to hear the strides that your hospital is making to continue to you know move the needle and ensure that, like you said, children have longer, healthier lives, and even being able to put those things in place, like you said that. Hopefully they can have access to resources so that they, you know, don't have to, you know, end up getting to a point where they are coming to the hospital, Mm -hmm. but they're able to take care of themselves and um, be healthy for the remainder of their lives. Mm So, um, but that's all the questions I have for us today. So I just want to thank you so much. for your time, it was uh, really great being able to talk to someone um, as inspiring as you to lead um, that leading this hospital. And thank you also for your continued support and generosity um, and all the contributions you've given back to UCLA and the um, School of Public Health. We really appreciate um, your continued generosity and support for the next generation of Bruins that wanna go into healthcare and medicine. So thank
1: you so, so much. Certainly my pleasure, thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to Bruin Success. Our guest this week was Paul Viviano, president and CEO of Children's Hospital Los Angeles. You can find more information on Paul in the description of the podcast. Follow Partnership UCLA Alumni Career Programs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back chatting with Nareet Katz, Chief Sustainability Officer at UCLA. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.